No longer can we rely on those same people in the media and politics who will say anything to keep our rigged system in place. Instead, we must choose to believe in America. History is watching us now. We don't have much time, but history is watching. It's waiting to see if we will rise to the occasion and if we will show the whole world that America is still free and independent and strong. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you are tuned into His Hardline. Welcome. Glad to have you all here. Don't forget to check out the website, www.hishardline.com. This is the only place where you're going to get God and Jesus Christ mixed in with a little true history of America, mixed in with instructions on how to assemble your nation. We're here to implement solutions that will help restore this republic. But most importantly, we're also here to help America and the rest of the world to invite Jesus Christ into their heart. It's time to take back our nation. It's time to take back our world, ladies and gentlemen. You can join us here every single day of the week except on Thursdays. That is podcast-free Thursdays. And every other Friday, we have our good friend Donna Brandenburg, who is fighting for you and America. Let's get started. <laughs> oh, man, it's oh, going to suck to be you deep staters when this is all said and done. You guys really have no idea what's coming for you. <laughs> Watch out, the American people are coming for you. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening, good afternoon, and good morning, wherever you're at in the world. I am Jason, your co-host with God, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit at my side because they are in the captain's chair. That would mean they are the host. That means they're they're behind the wheel. And that means that they are steering this ship through these crazy, chaotic waters that we call life. Welcome to His Hard Line. This is episode 397, where we're going to be doing a reading out of Isaiah chapter 30. We'll have a little discussion, and we're going to have a little discussion after that about To Kill a Mockingbird. We'll get into that. So anyway, it is December 12th, 2022. It is Monday. Happy Monday. Glad to have you all here today. So um, just kind of perusing the... uh, Hold on a second here. I'm just kind of perusing the the uh, headlines here because I haven't had a chance to really. I've been so busy today. I haven't had a chance to really look at much of anything. I hope everybody had a good weekend. I certainly had a great weekend. It was pretty busy. Um, had our state, our Michigan state meeting this week. Uh, so there was that. Um, let's see here. I'm just looking through headlines. I'm not seeing anything really of anything. You know, it's all just noise. I don't even know why I even bother. But anyway. Um, glad to see you here, Randy. How you doing? Zero in Michigan. Always happy to see you here as well. Um, yeah, not, not really a whole lot going on. Again, anything that's in the news, you better believe it's just another distraction. So, 
Um, so again, like I was saying yesterday, I'm kind of taking this show, I'm evolving it into a new way of doing things just to be a little bit more efficient with my time. And considering the fact that Podbean likes to be a little bit uh, technical, uh, technically difficult for me, because it seems like when I end one show and I start the next one, if it's a two show night, I always end up having audio issues on the second show and it ends up delaying me by 20, 30 minutes. And quite frankly, I just don't have that kind of time. I mean, I spend half my life behind the wheel of a, of a semi-truck hauling gas. Um, and of course, it's one of those jobs where they don't trust us to have headsets on so we can't, you know, be productive on the phone or at least try to call and get, you know, call people and, you know, whatever, keep, you know, have conversations, whatever. But so basically half my day is practically gone by the time I get home at 3, 3.30 which today I didn't get home to about 3.30, even though my shift ended at 2.30. So, you know, I have a very, very jam-packed life. So I'm trying to be a little bit more efficient. I'm trying to be a lot better with my uh, management. So what I'm doing is we're basically converting 1% with him and a His Hardline discussion kind of blended in one. Because if you recall, like I said yesterday, 1% with him was initially only supposed to be about a 15 to 20 minute max show. I don't know how to shut up soon enough. So therefore, 15 to 20 minutes ends up even turning into an hour anyway. So I'm like, well, you know what? We're just going to kind of evolve with this. Apparently, this is happening for a reason. But like I said, we're always going to get God taken care of first. We're going to read his word. We're going to spend at least minimum 15 minutes. And then we're going to get into the next topic of discussion. So we'll have a little bit of a transition, a little break period before we get into the next part of the show. So kind of something like a radio show where you got segments, but... Um, a lot less, uh, how do you want to say it? Um, official. <laughs> so we're going to dive right into Isaiah 30 today. I am reading out of the new American standard Bible. Now this one's a little bit of a lengthy chapter. Uh, this one has 33 verses in it, and then we'll have a quick little commentary discussion on it after the fact. All right. And then we'll get into the discussion on to kill a mockingbird. Okay, it reads, starting with verse 1, again, chapter 30, New American Standard Bible. Woe to the rebellious children, declares the Lord, who execute a plan but not mine, and make an alliance but not of my spirit. In order to add sin to sin, who proceed down to Egypt without consulting me to take refuge in the safety of Pharaoh and to seek shelter in the shadow of Egypt? Therefore, the safety of Pharaoh will be your shame and the shelter in the shadow of Egypt, your humiliation. For their officials are at Zone and their ambassadors arrives at Haines. Everyone will be ashamed because of a people who do not benefit them, who are not a help or benefit, but a source of shame and also disgrace. The pronouncement concerning the animals of Negev, through a land of distress and anguish, from where come lioness and lion, viper and flying serpent, they carry their riches on the backs of young donkeys, and their treasures on camels' humps to a people who will not benefit them. Now even Egypt, whose help is vain and empty, therefore I have called her Rahab, who has been exterminated. Now go. Write it on a tablet in their presence and inscribe it on a scroll that it may serve in the time to come as a witness forever. For this is a rebellious people, false sons, sons who refuse to listen to the instruction of the Lord, who say to the seers, you must not see visions and to the prophets, you must not prophesy the truth to us. Speak to us pleasant words. 
prophesy illusions. Get out of the way. Turn aside from the path. Stop speaking before us about the Holy One of Israel. Therefore, this is what the Holy One of Israel says. Since you have rejected this word and have put your trust in oppression and crookedness and have relied on them, Therefore, this wrongdoing will be to you like a breach about to fall, a bulge in a high wall, whose collapse comes suddenly in an instant, whose collapse is like the smashing of the potter's jar, so ruthlessly shattered that a shard will not be found amongst its pieces to take fire from a hearth or to scoop water from a cistern. For this is what the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, has said. In repentance and rest you will be saved. In quietness and trust is your strength, but you were not willing. And you said, No, for we flee on horses. Therefore you shall flee. And we will ride on swift horses. Therefore those who pursue you shall be swift. One thousand will flee at the threat of one man. You will flee at the threat of five until you are light, left like a signal post on a mountaintop and like a flag on a hill. Therefore, the Lord longs to be gracious to you, and therefore he waits on high to have compassion on you, for the Lord is a God of justice. How blessed are all those who long for him. For you, people in Zion, inhabitant in Jerusalem, you will weep no longer. He will certainly be gracious to you at the sound of your cry. When he hears it, he will answer you. Although the Lord has given you bread of deprivation and water of oppression, he, your teacher, will no longer hide yourself, but your eyes will see your teacher. Your ears will hear a word behind you saying, This is the way, walk in it, whenever you turn to the right or to the left, and you will desecrate your carved images plated with silver and your cast metal images plated with gold. You will scatter them as a filthy thing and say to them, be gone. Then he will give you rain for your seed, which you will sow in the ground and bread from the yield of the ground. And it will be rich and plentiful. And on that day, your livestock will graze in a wide pasture. Also the oxen and donkeys that work the ground will eat seasoned feed which has been winnowed and shovel with shovel and pitchfork. And on every lofty mountain and every high hill, there will be streams running with water on the day of the great slaughter, when the towers fall, and the light of the full moon will be like the light of the sun, and the light of the sun will be seven times brighter, like the light of seven days. On the day of the Lord binds up the fracture of his people and heals the wound he has inflicted. Behold, the name of the Lord comes from a remote place. His anger is burning and dense with smoke. His lips are filled with indignation, and his tongue is like a consuming fire. His breath is like an overflowing river, which reaches to the neck to shake the nations back and forth in a sieve, and to put in the jaws of the peoples the bridle which leads astray. You will have songs as in the night when you keep the festival, and gladness of heart as when one marches to the sound of the flute, to go to the mountain of the Lord, to the rock of Israel. And the Lord will cause his voice of authority to be heard, and the descending of his arm to be seen in fierce anger, and in the flame of a consuming fire and cloudburst, downpour and hailstones. 
For at the voice of the Lord, Assyria will be terrified when he strikes with the rod and every blow of the rod of punishment, which the Lord will lay on him, will be with the music of tambourines and lyres. And in battles, brandishing weapons, he will fight them. For Topeth has long been ready. Indeed, it has been prepared for the king. He has made it deep and large, a pier of fire with plenty of wood. The breath of the Lord, like a torrent of brimstone, sets it afire. And that is the whole chapter of Isaiah chapter 30, verses 1 through 33. So like I said, it's a little bit, little bit of um, a lengthy, lengthy read. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, what are we gathering from the lessons of this specific text? Well, it seems like, you know, a lesson on strength is from what I'm gathering, because the Jews of the Old Testament looked to Egypt for help because Egypt looked strong. And it had chariots and horses, which was advanced weaponry at that point in time. And so Judah, however, was explicitly forbidden by God from having those things. Yet strong horses and chariots are good things to have as far as, well, definitely being in a fight. And so God wants us to draw strength from him, though. We are not to rely on our own technology. We're not to rely on friends or even spouses, right? Like, like we're not supposed to rely solely on those sources to give us what we need in our daily lives. I mean, here's the question. Can a friend ultimately save your soul from hell? Mm, probably not. But what about providing food? Of course. A friend can certainly provide you food, keep you from going hungry, provide you water, keep you from going thirsty. But to ultimately save your soul? No, there's only one that can do that. And so God is the origin of all substances. And so without his blessing... There would really literally be no oxygen for us to breathe if we didn't have his blessing. And so he provides us the materials that we use on a daily basis to survive. And so that bread that, you know, a friend or a spouse brought, you know, brought to you, you know, yeah, sure, it came from land. But remember, it came from land that God created and seed that he allowed to grow and water that he provided so that seed can sprout and grow to what it needed to be at. And that is why we are ultimately dependent on him for everything. I mean, if you think about it, the metal on our cars, because that metal comes from mines, iron, you know, iron ore mines, right? And so back to the whole strength thing, whenever we get scared, um, whenever we get scared, we are prone to forget this. And so if you hear that, like, for example, if you hear that a gang moved into your town most people maybe not all but a good majority of people their first instant may be to go buy a security system right maybe go install a ring doorbell or something right maybe a couple of extra cameras for the backyard right or maybe i don't know maybe an extra maybe a gun i don't know or when you're threatened by coyotes on a hunting trip you might fire your gun without a second thought at the threat. But what's the point here? The point is, is that when threatened by a physical danger, we tend to look for the physical remedies 
Now I beg to ask you, now does that seem very scriptural? And so if we're if we are to have any help at all, we need to realize that that help ultimately is going to come 100% from God. I mean, he shut the mouth of the lions for Daniel. He brought the Red Sea down on Pharaoh and his army to save the Jews, did he not? He rained down hailstones on the Amorites to help Joshua in battle, did he not? Don't look for strength by outward appearances. Don't be fooled into a false sense of security because your house is fortified as if it was like a small army base. Listen, we have cameras on our property. We have pistols and we have a we have an AR, we have an, you know, semi-automatic 12 gauge. Yeah, we have some firepower here. Do I rely on that? No. It's there. It's a it's a it's a tool at my disposal if needed, but you know, it's it's uh do I rely on that? Absolutely not. Because again, God alone has the sovereign power to do what he pleases, including saving his people from from harm. And so, if you look to him for guidance on how to protect yourself, use the tools that he has given you. Let him uphold his promise to care for his children. He'll he'll protect so let's break this down verse by verse. So, <clears throat> as we look at verses 1 through 5, God wants one to consult him. And we kind of talked a little bit about this yesterday. God wants one to consult him in all of one's decisions, right? So relying on one's own advice or the advice of others results in shame and confusion. So it means that, you know, it means to trust in something that really can't help. And so God decrees that the Jews of Isaiah's day will throw away their riches on something that will ultimately not help them. Now, God wants a record of their choices. And this explains in Jeremiah 5.19 when someone questions as to why God would scatter and oppress the Jews. Well, it can be answered that they have forsaken God. It's very simple. As we break down... Verses 10 through 14, now it's dangerous to be rebellious against God. I mean, that kind of goes without saying, but it's even worse to prevent the men of God from preaching and teaching truth. And God warns that this will happen in the church in Timothy 4, verse 3. And so in response to the rebellion, God will multiply one's errors until they are a gaping hole in one's life. Now, it's noteworthy is that God compares this sin as a breach in a wall. And so God is one's, God is one's defense, and without him, one is vulnerable. And so he won't spare those who reject him. We got to remember, God is the maker, and he can do, and, 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 and can do with his creation as he sees fit. In fact, it is his holiness that drives his decision to destroy evil. You got to remember that. And so God gives one the opportunity the opportunity to rest and to have confidence, but rejecting God 
one will be turned over to those who destroy. And running from God in his judgment is useless. He'll find you. And so, but as we look at verse 17, without God, one has no strength to stand on. Fear instead of sound thought becomes the driving force in one's life. And that's a very dangerous thing to have pushing you ahead. You never want to be pushed by fear. Now, some would disagree, but, you know, and, and some would say, well, you know, there's a healthy fear and then there's the dangerous kind of fear. Well, okay, I, I would probably venture off in that tangent and say there is some bit of truth to that. But ultimately, you want to have, you, you want the strength that's backed by God. You want that to stand on. You do not want to be driven by fear. Because God can still use one, no matter where that one is. Even when that one is in refuge on a mountain, he wants to be merciful and gracious. And he is willing to be as patient as necessary to wait for the cry of repentance that allows him to act for one's good. His ultimate plan for Israel is redemption, as we see in verse 19. But despite God's judgment, he will expose false teachers and make plain the way in which one should go. And God calls one to destroy one's idols, casting them away like a bloody garment. And so only after this, one has removed one's idols, well, God ultimately will bless. And so he promises to not only take care of the individuals, but also to provide for the land and all of its creatures. And so this will not be accomplished, though, until God's wrath is fulfilled in judgment against the wicked. And you can see that referenced in Revelation 16.9. And so the purpose of these judgments is to heal his people. I know there's a lot here. I apologize, but it's it's really a good lesson to, to hear, though. Now, carrying through into 27 and verse 28, now God may be far from the sinner, but the important thing to remember is that his sovereignty is not slacking. He bears the weight of the sins of the world. And if one does not repent, he will return that burden back to that sinner, losing indignation and fire in an unstoppable overflow of judgments. Now, it's noteworthy that part of this judgment is allowing vanity and error to blind one from the truth. And so... One should come into the presence of the Lord with sincerity, humility, and joy. He is not to be treated lightly. He is the Almighty King of Heaven. And part of God's judgment is a revealing of Himself. To the saint, this is a joyous thing to behold one Savior. And to the sinner, that's pretty much a dreadful time of wrath. And as we kind of round out verses 31 through 33, the last couple few verses, you got to remember, God does not fight with the sword or with a gun or bombs or psychological warfare or bi biological war. He does not fight with any of that. He uses his words against his enemies. Again, back to the old saying that we all heard throughout most of our lives, the pen is mightier than a sword. Do you think that is by accident that that statement carries so much truth and weight? 
he uses his words against his enemies. Just as he spoke things into being, he can speak things into destruction. And Jesus is the grounded staff. Even as he destroys evil, there will be praise given him. And noteworthy is that God the Father will lay this judgment on Jesus. And as the Lord said, he does not do his own will, but the will of the Father. Tophet was a place inside of Jerusalem and was where the Jews offered child sacrifices to idols. Now, Jeremiah says that God will rename it the Valley of Slaughter. And you can see that referenced in Jeremiah chapter 7, verses 31 and 32. And so as it was a place to burn children alive, see, and again, I, I, this is why I tell people, dig out your Bible and, and start reading Old Testament. Start reading Isaiah. Start reading Jeremiah. Uh, just start reading the Old Testament. People, people are hearing of all these atrocities that are taking place against children, and they think this is a new concept that evil people are, are doing? No. This has lasted and been in existence for thousands of years. Unfortunately, people don't know their Bible well enough to understand that this evil is a millennia, multi-millennia old evil that we're dealing with. And so, yeah, as it was a place to burn children alive back in that day, this is an image of hell. And for God will kindle the fire with brimstone. The reference to the king is to make the point that God ordained this punishment for the king of this world. Well, who would that SOB be? kind of sounded weird to say because of the two B's at the end, but that would be Satan. That would be Satan. You know, it just, it drives me up a wall when, when I try telling people, like I said, we have friends and neighbors. We've for the last two and a half, three years now probably going on and, and they still talk to us. Don't get me wrong. But when we tried bringing up these topics of what these evil elites, and I don't even want to call them elites, we're just going to call them for what they are, these evil demons who happen to have all the resources of the world at their disposal, what they do to children. I'm talking about these evil demons that are, you know, Hollywood people, music industry artists, DC swamp creatures. People who are in the royal family over in England. These demons. These demons do unspeakable things to these poor children. And when we tried bringing this type of information to the forefront of people, nobody wanted to hear it. Nobody wanted to believe it. In fact, I, we were looked at we, like we were insane. In fact, my neighbor was even saying to me, he goes, I just can't see that being a real truthful thing. There, there's just no way. I said, dude, it, it's happening, unfortunately. I mean, can I show you the receipts of it? No, but I definitely believe that it's happening because, well, for one, why don't you open up your Old Testament Bible? Start in Genesis and get to, uh, what, what's, the last, what's, the, what's the last book of the Old Testament? Zechariah? I think it's Zechariah. 
read to the whole Old Testament. I mean, you're going to see so many references of children being sacrificed and being burned alive and being just slaughtered. You're going to see references and, and, and you know, examples of people eating people. I mean, these are real things. And then one would say, there's no way that's in the Bible. Sure it is. Open up your Bible. Start reading. Don't take my word for it. It, don't, it doesn't matter what version you have. NIV, ESV, NASB, NABRE, King James. Read. Read for yourself. Which does bring me to another topic I do want to discuss on a different show. It's amazing how many Bible verses are missing from the Bible. Have you ever, have you ever looked that up before, guys? There is a lot of Bible verses that are missing. It's amazing. I must have found about nine or ten of them alone in my Bible today. I, I Googled it. I was curious. I found one that was, and this is something I knew, but I was curious to kind of dig a little further into it. And yeah, there is a lot of Bible verses that are missing. It's amazing. So anyway, before we get into the next segment, I do want to say, I think I remember, I think I saw, uh, who, who said that? It's Zero Michigan. Commercial-free podcasting. Aha, don't be saying, <laughs> you spoke too soon, Zero in Michigan. I'm going to give you a real live, in, in the mix commercial right here. The first one ever, now that I'm remembering. And if you want to satisfy your coffee or tea drinking needs, either at home or on the fly with a His Hardline coffee mug or tra travel tumbler mug, or if you want a shirt or a koozie for your beer or pop, or maybe just a simple keychain, you could email Randy at justcraftingaround, the number two at gmail.com. That would be <laughs> zero. Michigan says, I was praying I was wrong. <laughs> you were wrong, my friend. But you can, you can tune in and you can email Randy at justcraftingaround, the number two, at gmail.com. That's J U S T C R A F T E N around A R O U N D and then the number two at gmail.com. It's nothing that we're trying to get rich off, folks. We're just ultimately just trying to get swag of, you know, with the His Hardline logo on there and, you know, just to help spread the word of this podcast ultimately, you know, I mean, um, it's, it's just a good way to, you know, just kind of get the word out there. So that's, that's, uh, that's Randy. He's here. So, and if he wants, he can put it in, 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 uh, the chat board board there. So if somebody wants to copy and paste it there, certainly can, but I also have it in the show notes. So if you click on Podbean on this episode and you scroll down to the show notes, it will be there toward the top, just crafting around the number two at gmail.com. So. Before we get into uh, all of that good stuff, yeah, sorry, sorry, Zero in Michigan. That, there's your commercial. <laughs> okay, we'll be back here in about 30 to 40 seconds, and then we're going to get started on the next segment here To Kill a Mockingbird.
All right. And yes, actually, that's a great reminder, Randy. I appreciate that. And he was saying that also, if you want to see what the product looks like, at least, you know, some of the ones that we have uh, that I already took pictures of, you can go on my Telegram or True Social and you can um, constantly see typically on a daily basis. I'm at least posting it once a day. Um, I am going to be once I have a little bit more time, it's probably not going to happen until about after the new year. I'm going to revamp a little bit my website. And I'm going to put those updated photos on there. I'm going to kind of restructure the website, kind of try to simplify it if I can, uh, make it make more sense, a little bit more user friendly and just easier to navigate. So I'm going to just try to go about doing that. I want to get rid of the black background. Um, I just feel like it's too dark. I wanted to bring it more like light in color because that's what you know Christ represents. Christ does not represent darkness or blackness. So I'm going to be revamping that website. And we'll see exactly how that works. Uh, but like I said, a lot of those changes are going to happen after the new year. It's just been so busy. So, but yeah, if you want to see the product, you can go to my Telegram page or True Social, and uh, you can see some. Uh, you know, you can see what some of that stuff looks like. Um, so anyway, uh, but so today's discussion. Now that we got the one percent with him knocked out, like I said, that's going to be the first part of the show, and then we're going to do a his hardline discussion. So this topic is to kill a mockingbird. Now you might be wondering, are you talking about the book? No, I am not. Now, for some of you out there, you might know what I might be talking about when I reference Mockingbird, because some of you might have heard of this operation called Operation Mockingbird, right? Operation Mockingbird is media control, okay? Now, prior to 1940, the Central Intelligence Agency, a.k.a. the CIA, they developed a covert operation for the systematic takeover and control of the world's media titled, again, Operation Mockingbird. You can actually go on Google, type that in, and you can actually read the entire plan for yourself. I mean, it's right there, even on Google. You figure that they would actually, you know, censor that, but they don't. You know, this program corresponded with the Nazis' 1,000-year plan for, the, for world domination and the Treaty of Verona, in which the, the high contracting powers agreed that a free press, now get this, the high contracting powers agreed that a free press in any Republican form of government was dangerous and should be abolished by every means available. I mean, can you imagine that? Who would think that the free press in a Republican form of government would be dangerous? Dangerous for who? For the elite? Because I'll tell you what, that's definitely not a dangerous system for us peasants here at the bottom. It's no wonder they're trying like hell to try to bring down our national, our lawful national assembly. They can't subvert our progress using fake assemblies and fake organizations claiming to assemble. Because people are starting to wise up to that nonsense and they're starting to realize, hmm, this makes no sense. How am I, how am I going to use the corporation? How am I going to use a, mechanation, a mechanism within the corporation to escape from the corporation, a.k.a. status correction? It's like if I was a slave on a plantation back in, you know, late 1800s or mid-8, whatever, whenever there was actually slavery. 
That would be like me going up to the slave master, the owner of the house of the plantation, and saying, hey, master, I found some special documentation right here. I filled it out. And, uh, yeah, I now hereby relieve myself of slave duty. So here's my paperwork. I'm out. Peace. As you start walking away, you start hearing gunshots at you, and you might be lucky if you don't die. <laughs> you see how ridiculous and absurd that sounds? You're not going to use a mechanism from the corporate government to free yourself from the corporate structure. That's You're not going to do it. Status correction is bullcrap. Okay. We just have to take back what was originally ours to begin with, given to us by God. See, the reason we read the Bible every day and we make it first on the agenda is because the Bible is our law book. That is our true history book. Zero from Michigan. May I be free, sir? <laughs> Why, sure. But before you do, go back out to the plantation and keep picking my product, or otherwise I'm going to shoot you. And then we'll see how free you are. <laughs> but seriously, do you see? Do you, I'm not trying to make a joke here. I'm trying to make a point, actually, believe it or not. Do you see the insanity behind that idea? A slave master will look at you like you're insane like uh no get back to work before i shoot you legitimately but the thing is is that the congress adopted operation mockingbird knowing full well what this plan involved and what they expected it to achieve the CIA plan would begin in 1940, and then by 1982, the CIA and the military intelligence agency, the MIA, controlled all media companies in America, and they currently censor the content of the news that we may hear on a daily basis. I mean, for those of you that are listening to this podcast right now, that should really literally be of no surprise. That really should be of no surprise to any of you. But the thing is, is not only do they, you know, not only do they control the media and they censor certain things, but, you know, they censor movie content. They can censor what's to be aired by all communication vehicles, such as like TV, radio, internet, advertising, newspapers, magazine, periodicals. I mean, they can censor just about anything. I mean, we saw on the internet with Trump. I mean, they took, they basically deplatformed a sitting president. I mean, if they did that to a sitting president, what do you think they're going to, they, they could do to us? They even provide script suggestions to Hollywood movie studios in every live theater. Much of the content of uh, sci-fi movies that we, you know, that we believe to be a product of vivid imagination. Yeah. That, those sci-fi movies. Did you know that those are roughly about 30 to 50% accurate, which is based upon the possibility of some twist of fate, and then oh, all of a sudden, whoo-hoo, they become true. Imagine that. Yep, Oscar, you're right. Censor churches as well that have tax-free handouts. That's right, under the 501c3. 
Mm-hmm. Movie scripts like The Day the Earth Stood Still and The War of the Worlds. Remember that? It was presented to strike fear in the American public and shake their sense of security. You got to remember, it's all about slave driving techniques. Again, I'm going to keep driving this point home. Why is it important to assemble your county and assemble your state the lawful way and not by the status correction way for all you status corrections people out there? And I'm not trying to poke fun of you because, you know, I will say this. I had a lady reach out to me, just a little sidebar. I had a lady reach out to me today on Telegram um, and she asked me, she was legit in her question and I, I feel for her. Boy, do I feel for her. I feel so bad. And some would say, no, she did it to herself. And yeah, that may be. But listen, we I've made mistakes too that I've often choked on. I mean, really. And um, let me see if I can find it here. Yeah, she says, this is what she asked. She said, um, let's see if I can find it. Come on. There it is. She says, hi, Jason, I have a question. I hope you may be able to answer, but when you want to claim your status as a man or woman to de facto corporation, do we notify them when we take back our country or do we notify them now? And I said, no, no, no. I said, neither. Uh, because she, I think she was referencing something that she heard Destry on the power, passion, freedom. And I told her, cause she was saying, she goes, she goes, uh, let me finish the, 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 the comment. Cause she says, I'm getting so many different views on this. However, I heard Destry speak on this with Lena on Power, Passion, Freedom. He said he did this before, but wished he had done it. He had not done it, I think is what she meant to type. When he did the assembly, what are your thoughts? Thanks. I said, no. I said, neither. I said, you might have misheard him. Go back and re-listen to that show. And I said, he did something else, but whatever it was that he did, he definitely said that he was definitely regretting it. Now, Destry, you're on here. You might you might remember Um possibly what you said. But but anyway, I said, no, we don't report anything to the corporate government. I said, it's our duty to assemble lawfully and properly in, um, you know, and we need to have 30 or 31 people minimum in each state in order to have a lawful assembly. I said, now we already have the people. Uh, that's what it was. He expatriated. It's not status correction. Those are two different, totally different things. He expatriated. And so that was, that's what he ended up doing. And he wished that he never did it because it made life a whole lot worse for him. And he, he explained this in great detail in one of her power, passion, freedom shows. Um, but I said, you know, we already have the power of the people, but sadly we need 38 states to, you know, have control of the system, which requires um, zero status corrections, by the way, with the corporation. Now I continued to say, I said, you know, and then she asked me, she goes, well, do you know anything about informing them on our status correction to get access to our trust so we can buy a home and build a garden and to be able to help ourselves is the best, is the best God given right. And I said, well, no, because we don't involve ourselves with the corporate entity known as the United States. Status corrections are not the proper way. And so anyway, I, I, I you could tell these were really See, and this is why I try to be sensitive and very and very careful with people that are status correctors. Listen, I've been fooled myself by people I thought I could trust. Okay? I'll just say that. I've been fooled easily myself. And I don't like to consider myself a very easily foolable person. But I will admit, I have fallen to being fooled. And so... When it comes to people who do the status correction, 
I, I, I have some grace on that because I, I feel for them. They got bamboozled, as, as Destry would say. They got the wool pulled over their, their eyes, and, and they, they got the shaft. And that's what happens when Satan takes root. And so anyway, that's kind of like a little sidebar. But again, this is why we need to assemble, folks, to escape these slave-driving mechanisms that they try to use in media. Now, we all are familiar with the term Illuminati, but we're just going to use it and call it deep state. But they're hell-bent upon making Bible prophecy come true and are responsible for much of the biblical-like, I'm using that word, you know, specifically, biblical-like devastation that has been occurring around the world. You know, the CIA and the MIA are also using the media to frighten and prepare us for a future exposure to, well... You know, highly technical devices and bombs and planes and experiments and machinery that have actually been in existence and operational for the last 30 or 40 years. Now, it's notable to mention that all media moguls and news reporters have been enrolled as members of the CIA, and they are subject to prosecution for treason should they violate any government censorship regulations. Yep. And so I highly doubt that anyone accused would be tried in public. The control in the media, of the media, in all other countries became the responsibility of that country. But they all pretty much follow our CAA model. So many of our Hollywood movie stars are also participating in movies or members of the Illuminati in the deep state. So I beg to ask you the question. Do you still think America's free and believe in the freedom of the press? <laughs> think we know exactly what the answer of that is. Now, there is a couple sound pieces I wanted to play, both from X-22, which relates to this. Back to the media being related to the CIA and how it seems like all people in media, from Google and YouTube to CNN and NB, you know, MSNBC and you, you know, all these other alphabet agencies, how they are all related and married to one another. Let's give this a quick listen. So this is becoming very, very interesting as we're moving forward here. And the documents are showing that there are certain individuals that are involved in this. And yes, this even goes to Facebook because look what Twitter was doing and look what Facebook did. So after the events of January 6th, the internal external pressure of Twitter CEO, Jack, that's Jack Dorsey, continually grew. We have former first lady, Michelle Obama, tech journalist, Kara Swisher, ADL, high-tech VC Chris Saka and many others publicly call on Twitter to permanently ban Trump. Now that's very interesting. And think about this. We've known this from the very beginning, but think about it. Think about the mainstream media. Think about the tech companies. Think about how many people they have hired that belong to the FBI, the CIA. Remember the intelligence clowns, they are put into key positions like the fake news, big tech to control everything that's going on. And this is why you see so many people in the fake news that are either related or married to or are FBI, CIA, and they're all working there. It's the same with big tech. Jordan Sather on Telegram put this out and said, ex-FBI agents employed at Twitter, all hired since Donald Trump was elected. And there's a lot of people here. So there's a list of ex-FBI agents hired at Twitter since Donald Trump left office. Also to note, how many former FBI, CIA agents work for the mainstream media? And they want us to think that these companies are honest. No, they're there to control the narrative. Now, expand this. How many are in Google? How many are in YouTube? 
How many are in Facebook? Now, what's very interesting, we can see that the former Department of Defense Intelligence Specialist is head of Twitter's elections response team. He deleted his LinkedIn after Twitter files came out. And that is Patrick Conlon, the individual that we just mentioned. Now, we can see the public, the people of this country, because the people are the majority. Remember, what they had to do is they had to shut down the majority's voice and they had to raise up the minority's voice. So. Yeah. The CIA, and I didn't know this, but when I was listening to, who was I listening to? I want to say it was the Kilted Christian, Duncan on the Kilted Christian show on Podbeam, because he does a lot of, uh, he, he, he was in movie production. Uh, I don't know to what level, but he seemed very knowledgeable when he spoke about all this. And he was saying that in Hollywood, the CIA actually have headquarters right there in Hollywood. Now, tell me, does that seem a little coincidental to you? I mean, I mean, seriously. I'm not an expert on these these evil Satanists, but I do know one thing is certain. In order for them to, in order for these demons to act on whatever it is they want to do and impose on we the people, they have to put it out there in truth. They have to put the truth of what they want to do out in public purview. Now, that's not to say that they're going to do a public service announcement with the eh, right? And then shut all broadcasts down and say, by the way, we are about to unleash weather warfare on the southeast segment of the United States, the you know, continental United States. And we are going to cause mass explosions and tectonic uh, shifts in the West Coast, causing volcanoes to go crazy and whatever, whatever, right? I don't know. They're not going to do that. They're going to put it in movies. They're going to put it and hide it in TV sitcoms. They're going to put it out there in the form of entertainment. But Jason, that's not really them telling us, is it? And Patriot Beagle, I have no clue. I'm still trying to figure that out. He just asked for those of you that are listening on the replay. He just asked in the chat board, isn't X-22 compromised? I'm not sure. However, the jury is still out for me, and I know exactly what you're saying, because when you look at his logo and the stock market, uh, the red stock market uh, line that goes down like it's a stock market dip, it looks like the number three. Yep, I know, I know, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, um... Because of again the whole skull and bones symbolism. What is it? The three two two or the two three two? I think it's like three two two symbolism. Yeah, for anybody out there that wants to kind of go down a little bit of rabbit hole, just go on Google. You can find this on Google as well. I mean, I know Google's the like the the sin of all sinning when it comes to you know researching and using uh, what do you want to call it uh, search engines. But yeah, I think it's the three two two because I've always wondered that. I've always asked myself. Why does X-22 call himself X-22? I always wondered that myself. But, again, I don't know. I mean, 
I still listen to certain sources. That doesn't mean that I am 100% on board with these sources because just like uh, Derek Johnson, right? SG Anon. Um, who else is out there? Uh, um, there's just so many of them. But you just never know who is who and who is, you know, who's doing what. But yeah, I, I have, I did think the same thing, Patriot Beagle, that the logo was definitely suspect. I will not disagree with you on that. And if anybody actually has any information on that and they do more research on that and you want to bring it, hell, I'll even let you come on and explain your findings. You don't have to email it to me. I'll let you come on as long as you're not shy to be on the air. But yeah, I'm very, I'm very curious on if he is legit or not. I mean, seriously, um, it's hard to tell anymore these days. But yeah, Destry makes a good point right here. I will, I will go back to that too. Judge someone by the fruit of their labor. Has Dave said anything nefarious? No, not really. He hasn't. I will, I will, I will admit that. No, he has not. So that's a very good point. Point taken, Destry. Thank you for that. Now, he has not said anything nefarious, but yes, I will agree with some of you out there. The, the logo is a bit suspect, I will say that. But he is one that I still repeatedly listen to because he's the only one, honestly, that actually gives the best info and analysis of what's going on in real time. I mean, if we can be completely... ...on our show... I listen and talk to everyone, and I pull out the bits of truth nuggets where I can. It doesn't matter. It, it doesn't, you know, here's the thing. It's like a criminal coming to you who has been known to steal cars. And this 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 grand theft auto criminal happened to be a scientific genius and he had the cure for cancer and he had cures for other things that were very life-threatening and let's just say you ran across this guy and he said hey i got i got a cure for your daughter who is dying? I heard that your daughter is dying. I got a cure for you. Well, what's in it? What's in it for you? Well, no, I'll, I'll, I'll sell it to you very cheap. I'm not going to gouge you because I know what it's like. I have a niece, and it, I would be heartbroken if my niece died. And then later, later, like the next day, 48 hours later, you realize that he's a he's a criminal, and he's got a record. Are you really going to say, "Oh, I'm," you know? And, and and he, but at the same time, he also has a proven past of being. A successful chemist or whatever right medicine maker whatever the hell they're called are you telling me because he has a slight checkered past that you would turn down possible cure for that cancer you know what i mean <laughs> somebody said keep him in the lab and away from the camaro keys <laughs> camaro oh oscar i lost respect for you just kidding. Just kidding. I used to be a Ford guy. Not anymore. I started learning a lot about Ford and what they, you know, how Ford's involvement with the Nazis and so on. That's a different show. Mall Toyota and Lexus now. Yeah. All right. Next sound clip. Last sound clip. Talking about 
how the fake news media is losing their power. And when all these changes come together, what are we doing? We're removing the infiltration piece by piece. This is how the people take back the country. This is how people make their move. And along the way, look what's happening to the fake news. They are losing their power. Julian's Rum on True Social put this out. And he said, Trump posted eight different articles about massive layoffs at big media orgs and shows all the posts from Trump, CNN, Washington Post, KPR, NBC Universal, CBS, The Scoop, AMC. It's brewing right now. Burning Bright responded to Julian's Rum and said the following. I see lots of people constantly worrying about how exposure is going to occur if CNN doesn't report the truth. Guys, where we're going in the world we're building, we don't need CNNs. The transition has already begun. We are the news now. Wasn't a joke. It was, wasn't hopium. It wasn't some cute saying. It was the truth. Absolutely. And if we're all sitting back expecting the fake news to start reporting true information, that's not going to happen. If they eventually do, it'll be years and years later after the fact. But we can't wait for that. We need to continually push out the truth. We need to get back on Twitter. We need to push it out on True Social. We need to put it out on Rumble. We need to keep pushing as digital soldiers. This is how you take back the country, and this is how you destroy the fake news. Because the people, they want the truth. As people wake up, they're, they they want information. They want the truth. And the truth is going to hurt the deep state. This is why this is an information war. This is why people had to be brought to the uncomfortable position to make change. The parents, they were brought to an uncomfortable position and they said enough is enough. Parents continually went to the board and when the board didn't want to do anything, what did they do? They said, you know something? We got to remove the board now because they're not listening to us. We put them in place. They don't want to listen. We need to remove them. This is what's happening in this country. We already made t- took the first step We went out, we had a red wave, we got the house. We weren't going to take over the entire government. We weren't going to take over the entire country. We're playing in their system. We took over the house. Now we can start investigations. Now we can start looking at what they did here. And this is how it begins. But it doesn't end this way. It ends when we take more and more of their system away from them. And That's right. And we take more and more of their system away from them. This is why I think we're getting so many people. And I think that this is the point I was trying to make before. And I didn't round out that point about how these people, these infiltrators, they're starting to realize that their deception tactics to try to get many people in this nation to join wrongful assemblies. It seems that they're trying to infiltrate our assembly with high numbers so they could try to overthrow or somehow overpower it. Well, that's not going to work. So again, you are known, you will be found out and you will be dealt with. They are losing control. They are losing power. They have no other way. They know exactly how powerful this movement of the lawful National Assembly is. It is no surprise to see 
these bad actors. <laughs> you had to, Destry. Seriously, you knew. <laughs> Freaking guy. He says in the chat, and I will let my foot fly. The reason he said that is because when I played that audio piece yesterday from Robert Gilman, God rest his soul, he was making a mention of, well, you know, Robert said this and Robert said that. And he said, if I hear Robert said that one more time, I'm going to let my foot fly. <laughs> I don't know why that was so funny and comical to me, but maybe it's just the the, the sound and tonality of his voice and how he said it, but he just sounded just so sincere, but he sounded like a, a well, I'm going to say he sounded like a badass without using really bad words. <laughs> but, um, but they're, they're, these people, they're losing so much control and they have no other way to, to, you know, they have, they have no other way to clutch on the power than try to infiltrate all of our state assemblies. And, and I'm just going to tell you, for those that are, you guys, for those of you that are lawful and you have the right heart and you're looking to really save this nation and restore this republic, which Robert Gilman was one of the beginning men with General Douglas MacArthur. He was one of the original men to help get going on this Restore America Plan, Operation Blue Book. If you're one of those people who wants to truly see the restoration of this republic through and through don't lose faith these people they're they're known they are known and there's some very smart men and women within the assembly with military backgrounds they know exactly who these people are and they will find them out and yeah like Destry was also saying in here someone Robert Gilman, someone who trained Navy SEALs for decades, and someone you don't really want to mess with. Forget being a SEAL. Being a SEAL is already tough enough. Then then the guy trained him? I mean, come on, that's a that's a BA right there. That's a certifiable BA. We salute him. And many others like him that we don't know about. But to kind of wrap this up with a bow here, because <clears throat> it is getting late, and as somebody let it loose in the chat, I can't figure out who or where, because I was in the middle of reading scripture in a different window. Somebody let it loose in here that it was my birthday, I think. I see my wife in here. I think she dropped the, the truth bomb in here. It's not nice. Don't infiltrate chats with dropping birthdays. Really? There it is. Happy birthday, she says. Oh, you dirty can't believe he did that i can't believe she did that <laughs> oh speaking of infiltrators got the wife bomb in here dropped a big old happy birthday bomb in here hmm. i wonder if a moderator can block another moderator <laughs> we're not gonna go there anyway um to wrap this up with a bow though um it's a virtual birthday party. <laughs> no, in all seriousness, though, these people will be found out. And uh, and these people, they're most of them are already known. And I 
asked this question to Paul over the weekend, and I asked him, I said, how do you... Because somebody else asked the question, well, how do you know when we're vetting if you have somebody that's worth their salt or not? Well, somebody in the, you know, basically gave the answer saying, well, you can just judge by how much they research, how much do they teach themselves, how much are they willing to read and learn and and self-educate, right? That'll tell you everything you need to know about them. And and I, so I brought up the point, I said, well, but what if you got somebody who is willing to research everything and learn what everything they can and try to use information against us? And he's like, well, and and it's like Destry even said, he goes, no, at the end of the day, evil and, and demons can and research and read all they can. But at the end of the day, there is specific pieces of information and knowledge that God will not allow them to see. Therefore, they're not able to use that knowledge against us. And I was like, you know, that's right. Point well taken. All right. 10-4 on that. Loud and clear. Gotcha. So at the end of the day, these people, they're going to get found out. Some of them are more obvious than others. Some of them are more subtle, but at the end of the day, as I have always said, even long before I've become, you know, was became an assembly member, the snake always reveals itself and slithers its little ugly head out of the grass at some point. Always. It will be found out. The head will be cut off. So remember, have no fear, ladies and gentlemen. It we will be just fine. Our the restoration of this republic is in full swing. And um, it's going to be a great future. I believe that. I really do. I really do sincerely believe it's going to be a great future for our nation. And I don't think it's going to take another 10 years or five years. I think we're we're getting closer than, than we even realize. So let's say a prayer and we'll close this out. Heavenly Father, we just want to say thank you for this day. And since the wife already dropped it here in the chat, thank you for another year of life. I appreciate you letting me make it this far. Let's see if you allow me to make it another 36 more years to continue this fight. And we thank you for another day of life and good health and our families. Thank you for all the many, many blessings that you gift us on a daily basis. And I'm talking about blessings of breathing fresh air, having indoor plumbing to allow us to have nice warm showers when it's 20 degrees outside, or in Destry's case, 30 below. We thank you for the food in our cupboards and our refrigerators and appreciate the means that we are able to accumulate that food to help take care of our family. And we also pray, though, for the people that are struggling. We, pe- we pray for the people that that are, are having a hard time having to make tough decisions between either buying a gallon of fuel to get to work or buying a gallon of milk. We just pray that somebody comes along the way in their path and, and blesses them as we try to bless other people on your behalf. And we just pray that the suffering of this world hopefully starts to diminish because we see a lot of hurt people out there. We see a lot of hurt people. 
And so we just, I don't know, there's, we just pray for all the people that are hungry and that are homeless, that are cold. Because it's it cold outside. And I tell you, I wish I had nothing but infinite resources to give, you know, warmth and, and covering to these people. But the best I can do is, you know, one person at a time that crosses our path and, and, and continue to pray, right? So I just pray that the Holy Spirit works through more people that have the means and they have the ability to pay attention to their surroundings, pay attention to their street corners and their local shopping plazas, see who might appear to be doing with without, and try to be a blessing on them. So I just pray that the Holy Spirit can work very strong in those out there that have the means to do more for others who are without. And so we pray all of this in your Holy Son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. So that is all we have for the evening. I do appreciate your attendance here at His Hard Line. And uh, we'll be back here tomorrow. Let's see what's tomorrow, Tuesday. We'll be back here on the 13th with another, another episode, of course. And uh, I'm going to be celebrating my birthday all week. Why? Because, well, it's my birthday and I can do that. Because my birthday is on a Monday, darn it. And I am going to take this all the way to Saturday. Yeehaw. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you all have a great day, great night, wherever you're at in the world. And remember, God bless, okay? Have a blessed day or a night wherever you're at in the world. All right, we'll see you back here tomorrow. Bye-bye. No longer can we rely on those same people in the media and politics who will say anything to keep our rigged system in place. Instead, we must choose to believe in America. History is watching us now. We don't have much time, but history is watching. It's waiting to see if we will rise to the occasion and if we will show the whole world that America is still free and independent and strong. <laughs> oh man, it's gonna oh, man, suck it's gonna to be you deep staters when this is all said and done. You guys really have no idea what's coming for you. <laughs> Watch out, the American people are coming for you. Thank you for joining us here at His Heart Live. Remember, you can tune in every single evening. Except on Thursdays. I hope you all have a blessed day. And remember... Like a states in Joshua 1.9, I command you, be strong and steadfast. Do not fear nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Thank you for joining us at His Heart Line.